Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500 and is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with our final preview of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts this week. Then, we'll discuss two topics of the week. For our first topic, we'll look at projections for actual earnings growth for the first quarter. As of today, the index is expected to report earnings growth of more than 24%. But, given the tendency of S&P 500 companies to report actual earnings above estimates, how much higher will the actual growth rate finish above 24%? For our second topic, we'll look at analyst estimates for target prices for the S&P 500. With the S&P 500 closing at a record high value this past week, where do analysts believe the price of the index will go from here? But first, let's look ahead to the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, again which starts this week. Coming into this earnings season, analysts and companies have been much more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the first quarter. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is now expected to report the highest year-over-year growth in earnings since the third quarter of 2018 for the first quarter. Analysts expect double-digit earnings growth in the first quarter and for all four quarters of 2021. These above-average growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings for 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts increased earnings estimates in aggregate for the S&P 500 for the first quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter increased by 6.5% from December 31st to March 31st. Now, this is unusual because in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate usually decreases by 4 to 5% during the quarter. In fact, the first quarter marked the largest increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2002. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive EPS guidance for the first quarter than average. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 96 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the first quarter. Of these 96 companies, 61, or 64%, have issued positive EPS guidance. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 35%. If 61 is the final number for the quarter, it will mark the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance for a quarter since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. Because of the high number of companies issuing positive EPS guidance and the net upward revisions to earnings estimates, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the first quarter is higher now relative to the start of the first quarter. As of today, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 24.5%, compared to estimated year-over-year earnings growth of 15.8% back on December 31st. If 24.5% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the largest year-over-year growth in earnings reported by the index since the third quarter of 2018. 
The unusually high growth rate is due to a combination of rising earnings estimates for the first quarter of 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in the first quarter of 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. Nine sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the consumer discretionary, financials, and materials sectors. On the other hand, the only two sectors projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings are the industrials and energy sectors. Looking at future quarters, analysts also project double-digit earnings growth for the remaining three quarters of 2021, with earnings growth expected to peak in the second quarter of 2021 at 53%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 22.4, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the week, 23 S&P 500 companies, including four Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the quarter. Of these 23 companies, 15 are in the financial sector. High-profile companies scheduled to report during the week include J.P. Morgan Chase, United Health Group, Bank of America, PepsiCo, Wells Fargo, Honeywell, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, and Goldman Sachs. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is how high a growth rate could we see for S&P 500 earnings for the first quarter. As we've previously noted, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 24.5% for the first quarter. Given that most S&P 500 companies report actual earnings above estimates, what is the likelihood the index will report actual earnings growth of 24.5% for the quarter? Well, based on the five-year average improvement in earnings growth during each earnings season due to companies reporting positive earnings surprises, it is likely the index will report earnings growth of at least 28% for the first quarter, which would be the highest earnings growth reported by the S&P 500 in more than 10 years. When companies in the index report actual earnings above estimates during an earnings season, the overall earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 increases because the higher actual EPS numbers replace the lower estimated EPS numbers in the calculation of the growth rate. For example, if a company is projected to report EPS of $1.05 compared to year-ago EPS of $1, the company is projected to report earnings growth of 5%. If the company reports actual EPS of $1.10, a $0.05 upside earnings surprise, the actual earnings growth rate for the company is now 10%, 5 percentage points above the estimated growth rate. Over the past five years, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 6.9% on average. During this same period, 74% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, The earnings growth rate typically is increased by 4.6 percentage points on average, again over the past five years, due to the number and magnitude of the positive earnings surprises. If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the first quarter of 23.8%, the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 28.4%. We take the 23.8%, add the 4.6 percentage point increase, and that gets you to 28.4%. If the S&P 500 reports year-over-year growth in earnings of 28.4% for the quarter, it would mark the highest year-over-year earnings growth reported by the index since the third quarter of 2010. However, during the previous three quarters, the second quarter of 2020 through the fourth quarter of 2020, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 19% on average. 
During these three quarters, 82% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, the earnings growth rate has increased by 13.8 percentage points on average due to the number and magnitude of positive earnings surprises over these past three quarters. If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the first quarter of 23.8%, the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 37.6%. Again, start with 23.8%, add the 13.8 percentage point increase, and that gets you to 37.6%. If the S&P 500 reports year-over-year growth in earnings of 37.6%, it would mark the highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the second quarter of 2010. Of the 21 S&P 500 companies that have reported actual earnings for the first quarter to date, 81% have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate. In aggregate, actual earnings reported by these 21 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 9.8%. Thus, at this very early stage of the first quarter earnings season, the number of companies reporting positive earnings surprises is trending closer to the number of the previous three quarters, while the magnitude of the positive earnings surprises is trending closer to the five-year average. Since March 31st, the earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 has improved by seven-tenths of a percentage point to 24.5% from 23.8%. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is target price expectations for the S&P 500. Last week, the S&P 500 closed at a record high value. Where do industry analysts believe the price of the index will go from here? Industry analysts in aggregate predict the S&P 500 will see a price increase of 9.8% over the next 12 months. This percentage is based on the difference between the bottom-up target price and the closing price for the index as of April 8th. The bottom-up target price is calculated by aggregating the median target price estimates, and these are based on company-level estimates submitted by industry analysts, for all the companies in the index. On April 8th, The bottom-up target price for the S&P 500 was $44.99.49, which was 9.8% above the closing price of $40.97.17. At the sector level, the energy, healthcare, and information technology sectors are expected to see the largest price increases, as these three sectors had the largest upside differences between the bottom-up target price and the closing price on April 8th. The energy sector is expected to see an increase of 15.6%, The healthcare sector is expected to see an increase of 14.2%, and the information technology sector is expected to see an increase of 11.6%. It is interesting to note these three sectors also currently have the highest percentages of buy ratings. On the other hand, the industrial sector is expected to see the smallest price increase, as this sector had the smallest upside difference between the bottom-up target price and the closing price on April 8th. The industrial sector is expected to see a price increase of 3.9%. How accurate have the industry analysts been in predicting the future value of the S&P 500? Well, industry analysts have overestimated the price of the index by 1.3% on average over the past five years using month-end values. They've overestimated the price of the index by 2.1% on average over the past 10 years, again using month-end values. And they've overestimated the price of the index by 9.1% on average over the past 15 years, again using month-end values. However, it is interesting to note that on March 31st, 2020, the bottom-up target price was 33.3964. One year later, on March 31st, 2021, 
the S&P 500 closing price was $39.72.89. Thus, industry analysts underestimated the closing price at the end of March of 2021 by nearly 16% one year ago. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. Music.